Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas Eve. Welcome to today's pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. It's pretty quiet out there. Uh, it's actually very quiet out there with the exception of China this morning. Chinese stocks, internet stocks in particular, Alibaba leading the way. The headline there, if you haven't seen it by now, uh, China is stepping up or apparently stepping up its regulation of its biggest Chinese companies, Alibaba specifically. So we'll talk about that. That's weighing on Chinese stocks this morning. Two guests on the docket, Mark Shaking will be on at 8.15. Give us his thoughts uh, for the last time this year. And then Jason Razik will join us at 8.45 because we have no show tomorrow. As a reminder, it is a holiday a shortened week, so the market is closed tomorrow, and we are closing early today. Markets close at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Here is our disclaimer. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Show us some love on YouTube or wherever you're watching. We appreciate that. Let's throw it to Joel now. Joel, how are we doing this morning? Had a week close, uh, but the buy the dippers were there immediately. Uh, Pre-market low, 78.50, right next to that last print at 5 o'clock, 78. Pre-market high, 94.50. We're smack dab in the middle. 
Crude down 46 cents at 47.66. Gold, this is called gold flat at 18.78. Silver down just a dime. Quiet days in occurrence are in the um, in the metals down a penny at or down a dime at 25.82. Bitcoin loses that 24,000 handle, 23,385. Uh, two things, uh, triple D. Uh, one. Tell us about that week close. And then two, when you were on the, on the introduction, when you're saying you're going to buy the stock for a penny, were you referring to Alibaba? <laughs> I don't know if I'll buy Alibaba for a penny. <laughs> um, week close, you're talking about the little sell-off. Yeah, there. what I happened mean, there? Wow, well, we sold off of 10 handles, you know, some sell imbalances. You know, we get pushed around. The imbalances come out 350. And, you know, obviously sometimes they're to the net, to the sell side. There was some selling balances pushed us down a little bit, a little bit of profit taking, you know, before Christmas. I mean, markets go up and markets go down. They don't have to go straight up. But this Alibaba, with re- reference to I own shares of Alibaba, I'm actually scared, man. I'm actually scared on this. Like people, I had multiple people text me, you buying shares of Alibaba. I already own shares of Alibaba. I bought Alibaba last year. Um, I was up substantially in it. That obviously has been cut significantly from the 70 point fall that we've seen happen from the highs. Actually, it's almost 80 points here and now down 23 points here today, down 9%. Is this a market overreaction? I'm going to ask you guys first before I give my thoughts. Is this an overreaction? I don't know if it's an overreaction because we, there's a lot we don't know here. Like there's, yes. there's many unanswered questions. So from that sense, no, but in hindsight, this could end up being a massive overreaction. So what, what's happening here is that several different Chinese agencies are coming together to, I guess, look into uh, monopolistic practices, uh, not just on Alibaba, also on Ant Financial. So really on Jack Ma's empire here. Uh, they're looking at whether Alibaba or Alibaba's uh, merchant practices and how they uh, incentivized certain merchants and block others on their platform. Uh, there was also the scuttled Ant Financial IPO from last month. Um, this all comes after Jack Ma, ironically, um, said there was too much regulation in China uh, back in before that Ant Financial, and then that's what that's what scuttled that thing. So, uh, looks like the, what what the regime is saying is, uh, you want some regulation, we'll show you some regulation. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's an overreaction. Again, there's a lot we don't know here. Yeah, but it, in in hindsight, this could be a nothing burger. It could it could also be something, but we we don't we don't know. Under normal circumstances, I would say this is one of the best companies, if not one of the best public companies in China. And you're getting at a substantial discount to where it was trading two months ago. And we like buying good companies on dips. This is not a normal situation. Full disclosure, yes, I'm still long in my long-term account Alibaba, and I'm not sure what to do with it. Normally, I would never say sell the dip. You know, I'm not a sell the dip type of guy. I'm actually spooked here. This is a dumb enough market, though, that we'll probably get another rally. We'll probably get another rally. They forget about this. I mean, they're all scared. But how bad this gets today is another question, too. Um, It's a completely different scenario because this isn't about Alibaba. This is about Jack Ma. In my opinion, this is about Jack Ma. And the comments that he gave back, I believe it was in October, criticizing the regulator, we know they pulled the Ant Financial, you know, stepped in, and now they're attacking Alibaba. So you do not publicly criticize the regulator. And this is a message being sent clearly by the regulator here now 
to all other Chinese companies. Do not publicly criticize the regulator or this is what's going to happen to you. Jack Ma was in the inn. He was the poster child. He was loved by the CCP. And now he's on the out. He's on the outs. And what does that mean? You know, they can do anything. It's a communist country. I mean, right now, Jack Ma needs to be kissing some major ass to try to get back on the ends because they can do anything to this company. I mean, they could shut it down. They can do anything. I'm not saying they're going to do that. I don't think they'll do that, but they can do anything. This isn't America. So you're, you've, you've criticized the regular. They're sending a clear message here right now, you know, and they're investigating it, but they can come up with anything in their investigations. This isn't like the U S regulator going and investing Amazon for, you know, monopolistic, you know, practices or whatever. You know, it, 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 Amazon would be down, but we'd be like, well, Amazon's going to get past this. I don't have the answer to the question because this is not America. So I think Alibaba, I've already said it's one of the best companies over there in China. I still believe that, but he's Jack Ma has pissed the wrong people off. The only thing, all right, Jen, here's what I'll add, because you own Alibaba. I don't own the stock, but I own KWeb, which is the Chinese internet ETF, which yeah. owns all these guys. Think about all the crap that we that people who own Chinese stocks have had to endure in the last couple of years. We the virus Ten years. the virus started there. Okay, that there has been a trade war for the last couple of years. There has been how many instances of fraud, right? Luck and coffee was just the latest example, but there's been dozens others. And every time there's one, people think, oh, where else is there fraud? Think of how much crap that you've had to deal with and where are these stocks? KWeb's at an all-time high. Okay. So think about all that and and still these stocks go up. So that's why I'm not it, I'm not selling my KWeb today. Um, if I owned any of these individual stocks, I wouldn't sell them. Uh, but I'm also sitting on a lot of gains. So uh, I'll tell you where your analysis is wrong, though, is that these stocks haven't gone up. They've gone up in the last six months when everything has gone up. Yeah. Bring up the EEM. It's That's gone nowhere for 10 years. There That's has been so much underperformance in China. Everybody's been talking about the potential catch-up trade here. Does this just put like, you know, is this like the last draw? As you know, I'm over here in North America. I know when I'm investing in the U.S., I know that this China government's not going to come in and shut the company down unless it's doing something illegal. I mean, this turns me off. As an investor, this completely turns me off from investing in China at all. And, you know, the message they're sending, I'm sure there's some Americans and, and Canadians and, you know, and people outside of China that are looking at this and saying, you know, I, I'm turned off of this, too. So I have emerging markets funds. I have a direct investment in Alibaba because I felt like it's a great run company. I believe in Jack Ma. But all of a sudden, you know, Jack Ma says something against the regulator. And now they're just on full attack on them. And I'm like, you got to walk a very fine line over there. He crossed the line, their line. You could cross that line in America. You can't cross that line over in China. And I look here and I think, I don't know if I want to invest in any of these companies. I mean, you got fraudulent stuff, like you were saying, with luck and coffee going on. Alibaba appears to run a really good company. And, you know, they're coming out with Ant Financial. Jack Ma is a genius, really. And, you know, here he's getting punished because he said something. I mean, this makes me not want to invest in China. And I think you look at the underperformance for the last 10 years and you think, okay, yeah, this is the time. This is going to be the catch-up trade. You know, the EEM has come back significantly. I mean, you're right. We're back at $50. And you know what? If you bought the EEM in the last six months, you're like, wow, this China investing is awesome. I bought it at 35 and I'm at 50. 
Well, ask the person that bought in 2011 of 45 bucks if it's awesome because they're barely up and they've held it for 10 years. So I look at this and think, I don't know. I don't know about investing in China anymore. And, and you know, we can make lots of money, you know, everywhere else. Maybe I don't want the diversification of China. That's where I, that's my mindset after seeing this do. happen. Yeah. I, it's, what do you uh, think, Joel? Well, uh, full disclosure, I do not own any uh, Bob or any Chinese stocks. Uh, you don't we, own any ETFs? No emerging no, markets no, ETFs? No, we, um, we do have Chinese checkers, and I have never. <laughs> and I, and Joel's talking about throwing them in the garbage. No, I have never beaten Lisa. <laughs> never. She beats me every single time. She beats you in stock trading. She beats you in Chinese checkers. It's so aggravating. And sometimes I even do her exact moves. And it's just like she just like just near the end, she just does like six skips. It's so aggravating. But I did beat Dana once. Mm-hmm. Uh anyways. First of all, I just want to point out this chart in Baba, and we talk about this kind of formation a lot. What up? What up? Uh, of course, you know we didn't know what the news was coming, but when you have a stock, a strong stock, and it, it loses, you know, it loses momentum, it tries to get it back again, and then it loses it again, and it's just sitting there, sitting there at the bottom yeah, of yeah. it, just not getting away. So, technically. If you were looking at this, you know, that's not a bullish chart there. And if you, if you would have tried to be out at that low from November, you got slammed on that. We're making new lows in the pre-market session. So I'll just say two things. One, you know, mark down that low where we are right at 929 and 59 seconds, which you got the liquidity. But I think if you, if you want to hold on here, you better be prepared for a move down to 215. And that is the low from July 31st or the, the month of July. That was the July low. So if you want to sit here, I think you got at least, you know, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but on the monthly charts, that should, that would be the next stopping point. Now I could drill down in the dailies on this and, uh, you know, Ma did try to offer part of the company to ants or to China. So he tried to reconcile. And right maybe now. he's going to reconcile. Maybe yeah. he is. And that's a game changer then for Alibaba. But right now, Ma is on the outs. And I don't care what the hell the chart looks like. And, you yeah. know, this is where, you know, everybody will say, oh, you can just follow the technicals. And you're right. You can read the technicals and say something was weighing on this. It's probably people who knew this was coming. I mean, we know, I don't know if all the regulators are tight-lipped over there. And, you know, obviously it's different, you know, rules and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if a few people knew this was coming. And, you know, you, you wonder what's been weighing on Alibaba as, you know, obviously you could keep saying, oh, it was the financial thing, but that was two months ago. Something was weighing on and now this happens. I mean, what do you think? Like, I mean, he's on the outs right now. They're going under investigation. Are they just going to say, oh, yeah, we didn't find anything? Spencer, are they going to say we didn't find anything? They're going to find stuff. No. They're going to want to find stuff. What is the what is the repercussions of that going to be? Well, can I tell you what my first thought was? It actually didn't go to Baba or any of these companies. My first thought was, hey, if they're going to step up regulation of their own companies, does that mean they will also open their borders a little bit to like U.S. tech companies? Because U.S. tech companies are blocked, with the exception of Apple, um, are pretty much blocked in China, right? YouTube is blocked. Facebook is blocked. Twitter is blocked. Netflix is not blocked, but you really can't use it that much. What if those companies couldn't get into China? That'd be a game changer. So that what was if my they f- just let Amazon in. 
And Amazon. What if they really wanted to kick Baba? What if they really wanted to kick them while they're down? They they let Amazon in. Amazon Baba be in big trouble. Amazon's in, but they're really small, right? They're they're a non-factor. So yeah, what if those guys? could get into China. That was my first thought, but we don't know if that'll happen. I'm, I'm just speculating on that. And I want to bring on Mark Chicken here in a second just to keep going. Dennis, if you sold it, would you buy it back? Is one of those no. tricks? No. no? I'm, thinking about sell, I'm thinking about selling in the hole. I saw, I, I'm not buying the dip on this today, and I'm actually thinking about selling it, uh, selling the dip, just because of the unknown factor here. Like, this is... Yeah, I just you don't sound see a scenario... Dennis. Dennis, you sound pretty convicted. It sounds like you're trying what? to talk yourself into holding on to it. You sound convicted that you just, you just I know the only reason I want to hold on. I've got a big gain in it. I'd rather hold it for a week and not pay the gain this year. Yeah, still a sell big it gain. at two hundred. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, you know what, Joel, taxes are, are and you can say I'll just ignore all the taxes, but this is They're one of my best factor. trading years ever. One thing, I'm paying through the roof on tax. How do you through the it? roof? How do you? I, I am literally. Five days away, three trading days away from being able to sell. And there's a lot of people that are going to be in the same boat. So maybe they're going to pull the rug out from us early. I don't know if the rug is getting pulled here in the next three, four trading days. So I think, why not wait a few days? I don't know on the Alibaba situation. We're going to get Mark Jacob. We're Mark's bringing you We'll keep you later, Mark. I know I'm going to your time. I'm just saying the unknowns here are incredible. Because we don't know what, you know, it's like to be on the outside. Jack Ma doesn't know what it's like to be on the outside here, too, of China. You know, obviously, CCP's helped his company for a long time, and now they're intentionally trying to knock it down. So what does that mean? Mark, what does it mean when you get the CCP trying to bring you down and Jack Ma's on the outs? What does this mean? What do you think of Alibaba? Right? It means you're effed. It means was, you're effed. I was <laughs> a for long of... <laughs> Dennis, I was at Drexel Burnham between 1980 and 1987, when the government decided to go after Drexel Burnham, Mike Milken was toast. You can't fight City Hall. And you've, you've already laid out the case, but there is opportunity here. People should be looking to get long Baidu on this dip. JD.com. These stocks are not going away. They're not, this isn't a wholesale, you know, regulatory push on Chinese tech companies. This is one guy, as you say, who pissed people off. But Baidu, which I don't know how they're going to get into the electric vehicle business, but the stock spiked up from, you know, 220 to whatever. It, it spiked up huge over the last week. It's pulling back now. I think that's an interesting uh, opportunity if you're looking at China. It's a great point you're making here because one, Baba has been like the stock, you know, where the poster child, you know, it's got the love of China. They're going to want a replacement for that. If they're, if Jack Ma doesn't reconcile and, and, you know, and obviously they continue to press Alibaba, they will help out other companies intentionally because they want, they don't want investors like me saying, I don't know if I ever want to invest in China again. So it's important for them to, to help obviously keep the other companies up so that investors, outside investors don't get turned off. So I think you're making a great point. Maybe you do look at some of these other companies that who's going to be the next you know, favorite, you know, the CCP. Well, I can tell you that based on the chart that uh, Joel was looking at, our long-term trend line is at 280. When it broke it, it, it barely rallied back toward 280. It's, it's just a, a failed technical pattern. But uh, and I, getting that stock above 280 is going to be almost impossible in the current environment. So, you know, if it rallied back to 260, you'd be lucky. 
Yeah, well, that's just it. And you do have this buy the dip mentality. And it wouldn't surprise me, even when we had the Ant financial news, three days later, they tried to buy that back up. And that was the selling opportunity. So, you know, maybe you don't sell on the whole today, maybe for that rip to sell. um, Because there will be investors coming in here. There's a lot of people that are on my Twitter feed right now saying, oh, Alibaba 230. And maybe they're going to be right. And maybe Jack Ma is going to get back into the favor of of the Chinese regulator. But right now he's on the outs. And it's scary to invest in somebody that's on the outs with a communist regulator. Yeah. You know, there are some trades that you want other people to do. We always used to say when I was, you know, in the pits, uh, that's that's his trade. I'm going to pass on that one. But look at Baidu. I mean, Baidu is an extraordinary chart. I don't know how in the world they're going to get into the electric vehicle. What pit were you in, Mark? Pardon? What pit? Uh, the Nisey Futures. The Oh, that's they, right. We, we've had this discussion before. My buddy, Mad, M-A-D, yeah. Mike Simon. I'm just oh, looking yeah, at Mike. <laughs> yeah, uh, rest in peace. Um, the, uh, I'll just say one thing on this Baidu chart here on the daily. I know you guys are looking at buying the dip on this one. But, man, three lows in the same area, and we were breaching that. So let's see where it – wow, did we breach it yet? Uh, those lows come in at one oh, – 190, 188, one. I mean, if this is going to bounce, it's going to bounce. It's going to bounce. It's going to bounce quickly. If not, looks kind of heavy after the. It's had a major run from 150 to 200. But yeah, uh, I'm not saying you buy it this morning. Today. But I'm okay. saying you, you look at this. But let's look at one stock that I really love for 2021. Um, uh, started buying it at $30. Actually, my wife Sandy bought it. It's called Fubo. Dun, dun, dun. Fubo. Oh, does she listen to pre-market prep? Are you guys closet pre-market prep people? We are. We are. I was monitoring a Twitter feed from um, your friend in Chicago, uh, Spencer, and he started buying it around 30 bucks uh, just a week ago. But here's a stock that got two big brokerage firm recommendations. I think there's something really instructive in yesterday's price action. Obviously, uh, an extreme rally for a skinny alternative to Comcast or Charter Cable with a sports focus and a little bit of gambling in the background. But yesterday, BMO, Bank of Montreal, took the stock from outperform to market perform, and the stock lost about 18%. That happens in bull markets. It happens all the time. It happened to NVIDIA uh, maybe six months ago when Morgan Stanley downgraded it and the stock dropped 5% in a day. These are buying opportunities if you like the fundamentals. And I like the fundamentals of Fubo. I think it's really attractive. Uh, It hit a low yesterday, 52.50. Some retracement of that move from 30 to 62 is appropriate. You want to hear very interesting is uh, Lord Needham and BMO both initiated this at a buy on the same day, which was November 2nd. The stock went up like 30 cents for from like 1350 to 1380 on less volume than in the previous day's session. They both went out on a limb and then uh, obviously they had the news and then Laura Mark- Martin was talking it up at after hours closing bell on what's today? Uh, Thursday, it was t- it was on Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. And then BMO came out and, and sacked it. So they kind of split. But I mean, for this one, and this is a great technical setup, and I don't know how you all want to play it, but it mat- it opened lower. It matched Tuesday's low and bounced. And now where are you? You're sitting just above that at 53. So 
you can lean on that 5250 if you want but you guys know which one i'm thinking if this thing takes out 52 tell me where support is if it takes out 5250 Oh, I mean, we had a parabolic run. So I think Mark's just saying he isn't looking at this as he's going to get the exact bottom here. I think he's saying that the story is still good. The fundamentals are still good. You've got a significant pullback in it. I am still long, full disclosure, FUBO as well. I think it's going higher too because I think this story... I, I think this story continues to remain hot. I mean, this is streaming sports. This is cord cutting. This is everything the market likes. Unless Might be gambling. Compl- Might be gambling, too. They've got a, a, yeah. they bought a gambling company, and they expect within a the year. Sports now, one one um, caveat. Uh, early January, a lockup um, expires. Now, some of those, uh, this is according to Laura Martin the other day, some of those shares are in individual hands, but some of them are in institutional hands, meaning the other cable channels. Discovery owns a piece. Uh, You know, some other cable channels own shares in Fubo, and they tend not to sell right away because they don't really need the cash. But X that, I mean, this is just a name that is so this market. This is what this current market is all about, whether you think it's crazy or not it is what it is crazy stocks get crazier in this market i mean eventually it all ends ugly but this fubo isn't even like it's not like this is an 80 billion dollar company and you know like you looked at this and when we first were talking about this thing i think what's the valuation like three and a half or four billion i mean it's still pretty small and they have serious revenue you know they have five hundred thousand subscribers could they grow that to a million and a half sure they could i mean sports sports is us in this country I would be a subscriber to this. I mean, maybe I'm going to look at this, you know, in my, my cable bill, I think I got a contract that comes up. Maybe I'm going to look at, you know, potentially doing this and cutting the cord as well. I've said, I stick with my cable main reason because I want to watch sports and I know you can find them for free on the internet, but it's all chopped up. They give me a good streaming feed of my, my hockey games. It's 60 bucks a month here in the States versus, you know, roughly 120 for cable. So it's, 50% 50% cheaper and you can stream it onto your uh, iPad, you know, interesting play for uh, sure. And small caps. So I think small caps are going to be strong in the new year. So I'm looking for small cap plays. Wait, just to add to that Fubo thing, the lockup, uh, I think expires on the, is it the 30th. So it's, it's, it's December. Yeah. It's yeah, coming. First of, it's coming. The first of January is what yeah. Laura Martin said on TV, but it could be the 30th. Well, if, I'll just tell you one thing. If whoever, you know, is stepping up here and buying it at 52 or 53, if you don't think there's an offering coming down the line here in the next couple of weeks, I mean, come on. Uh, oh, by for the way, sure. uh, there is an offering. By the way, Joel, Needham was the banker for the company. Oh. <laughs> they they all made a great do- call. All these small companies do this, and I, you know, and I've pointed this out with Spinner before. There's two types of offerings. One is because you're in a cash crunch and you need money, and that's like the U.S. Steel one back in April. You know, the RCLs, you know, that are they're needing money to get through the COVID times. The second type of offering is the good one, the one where the stock rallies up, and now they need more financing because the company is growing. So it's an offering to grow the company as opposed to an, uh, an offering just to stabilize yeah, the company. I agree. So this would be an offering to grow as well. And we've seen you know, instances, yeah, they do pull back on the offerings. It's a great price. Maybe you want to wait until you see some insider. Maybe you don't want to strike here right now today. Maybe you want to wait for it to cool. But I mean, good point. It, 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 it's, timing is everything. I think I agree with you, though, Mark. I think the story is still here. And I think when I look at Fubo, 
a little while from now, I could see the story still being hot. I could see the stock a lot higher than this. Yeah, by so the way, Jumia did exactly what you just described. They um, filed an offering, raised a pot full of money. Stock sold off from 40 to 26, and then it went to 48. So, so maybe you buy it when you get that offering, you know? So everybody's yeah, making good, good points point. here. Good Mark's point. pointing out a good company. Joel's yep. pointing out that maybe you get it off the offering price. I'm in it already. Will I buy more if it pulled back to that? Maybe. And I'm not even opposed to buying more again. Um, but right now, I'm probably just sitting on what I got. Mark. All right. Uh, that, we that, did... was surprise. that was a surprise pick for Mark, though. So let's get some more uh, Mark Sa picks here. Sandy picked it. Um, Sandy she... picks good stocks, too. We need to get Sandy and Lisa. We could do like Sandy versus Lisa, Joel's wife, Lisa. We could do Sandy versus Lisa on this show because those two girls, they can pick some stocks. Yeah, fearless. Fearless. Sometimes. Fearless. That's what, what else do you like, Mark? I like in the small cap space uh, a company called Turtle Beach, H E A R, which makes uh, high end headsets for gamers. And um, made that my bullish stock of the week two weeks ago at 20. It's rallied uh, quite nicely, I think, nice. on a little bit of a pullback. Yeah. And then Marine Max, uh, also bullish stock of the week two weeks ago. It's the largest boat retailer in America, and it also services boats. What's the symbol on that one? HZO. Hmm. That's a new one to me. Yeah, these are all small cap names. I think small caps are where you're going to find opportunity. And uh, also acting really well as we head into the new year. So um, those three, and, and I love, still love Alliance Data, ADS. Had a nice move yesterday. I came out Someone of asked about that. Yep. Yep. Um, if we reopen the economy, their business really starts to look good. And with the cost cutting and the trimming of expenses that generated this positive earnings surprise in November, this company looks well situated. This is loyalty and rewards programs for retailers like um, Pottery Barn and, and Bed Bath and & Beyond and, and Ulta Beauty. So uh, this company, I think, is well positioned for uh, reopening of the economy. The, the other two, I think, are just good, solid, fundamental plays. I like this chart of this ADS. You had the big run up in November reopening, right. the reopening rally, and then you've had the pullback as the reopening's getting a little spooked. And then, you know, just like we were saying yesterday, I felt like the reopening trade might catch fire. It indeed did. Obviously, I was talking NCLH. I was saying it was 23 offer in the pre-market. I was like, you know what? If you wanted to strike now is the time. NCLH ride a buck and a half yesterday. This ADS sets up in a similar way. Um, I kind of like it right now. It's, it was, you know, it's had the pullback. And now if you believe in the reopening, this might be a way to play it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the the 52-week high is still up around 110. So there's plenty of upside. The market has um, sort of discounted what the reopening would do for this company. But it's got some strong support. I think Morgan Stanley's been a bull on the stock. So uh, this is a stock I would really keep an eye on. Marcus. And I um, just wanted to wish you guys um, very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to Spencer. And uh, the best of New Year's. Uh, it's, it's been a wild year, and uh, we'll, we'll come out strong in January. Um, I mean, Mark, it, it, go ahead. So I just want to ask you about FedEx here. You, you still long and strong? Um, I am. I'm a little concerned market-wise, because I've said all along FedEx was my poster child for the bull market. You do have a seasonal pattern here where FedEx and UPS tend to sell down into the new year and then rally in January. But I, I, I'm not crazy about the chart, but it still has a bullish rating. And with the market making new highs and FedEx lagging, it, it caused me in my weekend market letter to say, 
as bullish as I am for 2021, take some money off the table in, in these high flying stocks if they rally between what was Sunday and year end. And, and FedEx was part of the reason I came to that conclusion, not, not solely the reason. So um, uh, this, uh, this 270 area, look, oof, boy, this kind of reminds me of the Alibaba chart. But this, you got you got three lows in the same area, 68.51, 68.28, and 70.62. So I don't know. If you don't mind a ride down to under 260 in this, um, I don't know. It, look, it looks it look, it look, a little bit of a, a tired chart. Mark, before we let you go, I just, you know, I'm just looking at the S&Ps here. We just crossed another milestone at uh, 3,700. We're getting a bunch of highs up in this area. I mean, I know you don't short the market here, but do you think if it's you're looking at this just from a technical standpoint, how many days, you know, or what kind of price action would you want to see for us to like, this is just another breakout. To, the actual high is 3724. Yeah, well, you know, what, what do you need to see? I mean, I know I get picky with my numbers. We're only 30 points away from there. What what what's your what's your trigger for? Hey, man, thirty seven hundred, thirty seven fifty, thirty eight hundred, four thousand, or I mean that blip on the radar down on Monday. I mean that was just no one got well unless you were trading overnight. What's your what's your trigger here for another break up to the upside or perhaps breaking down? I think time is the trigger, and the fourth quarter earnings reports are going to be key in January, but. I'm looking at this from a historical perspective. We're 200 days into a bull market. Um, we've made enormous progress. Typically, you get another 10 to 15% from that level. And that goes back all the way to the 1940s. Uh, so in general, looking for higher prices, how you get from here to there uh, is anyone's guess. We're potentially setting up at some point in 2021 for a five to 10% pullback, but I can't tell you what level that's going to come from. So I think it's just a breakout above 3724. Um, okay. You know, we should get strength into year end. Uh, President Trump is sort of dumping on our uh, year end parade, if you will, because of his wishy washy on the stimulus and the other bills. But Typically in a market like this, when you're up 20% into Thanksgiving, 10 to 20%, you see a strong finish. Whether we get that or not, I don't know. I'd actually take some money off the table, see how January plays out, and then look for that breakout. You, you don't want to be shorting this market, in my view. So put premiums are too high. Uh, and and I, I just don't see the trade uh, from the short side. All right, Mark Shaken is the founder of Shaken Analytics, which is a platform that I cannot recommend enough for stock research, for ETF research. It's got the Shaken Money Flow, the Shaken Power Gauge, whole lot of stuff in there. Mark, we appreciate your time as always. Uh, we'll talk to you again in 2020. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, stay safe. And to everybody who's listening. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mark. Okay, let's do some ticker time here because Jason Rasnick would join us in uh, – uh, about 10 or so minutes and there really is not a lot going on this morning with the exact uh, just just well, alibaba's you... just yeah. exploding is it still going down oh yeah i um I, I i don't know what to say on it i'm i'm actually really distraught about this stock right now you can tell so i own it and it's not even like it's a hammering me i'm just like i'm like really want to sell the dip 
and this is not something I normally do, but I want to sell the dip. And I'm trying to stop myself. I'm like having head games here right now. Do I sell the dip? I've got myself totally into selling the dip here. And I probably, it's probably a mistake because usually the stocks will bounce back, but I'm like, this is just such a bad scenario here in my opinion. I'm actually really spooked on this one. And, you know, for people that are, you know, looking at this, I mean, Dennis is just talking about something that's in his long-term portfolio. Yeah. If you got, I mean, there's going to be a bounce in here. It's just not yeah, going to well, go yeah, straight well, down all day. I no, don't know where. Going straight down all pre-market. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but this could be one of those days where you see the pre-market low and you never see that during the regular session. I'm not saying that it is. But I'm just saying that there's a possibility. Um, just before before we go to the ticker time, I just I just want to make it official here uh, that the S and P that Tesla is in the S and P 500 here, and I will show you. I officially added it today uh, to my uh, I go with my top 11 components here, and uh, this is where it comes in. Uh, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon. I combine the two Googles. Facebook, and there she is, Tesla, yep. above Berkshire Hathaway. Yup, yup. It depends what you do with the Googles, but it, uh, it had a good day yesterday. It had a good day yesterday, and you can say, "What are you talking about?" It wasn't even up. It was hammered in the morning, and it bounced back, and I believe closed green. I mean, it was actually a very, a very good. Did it close green? Maybe not quite. No, it did. It did close green. It was a very good day for Tesla. I actually think <laughs> the bloody stock is going to rally again. And I know it's, you know, a lot of people think of 695 highs in forever. And, and maybe it is. The stock is just so loved by the market. Fundamentals are meaningless. I mean, it's a poster child for story stock. And we talked about all this market likes is a story. I feel like it's gearing up to run again. I can't believe it. But I don't know why. I feel like it's going to break out over six fifty. Yeah, I still got. Go ahead. Spence. No position. No, this is pretty good from Raheem. If you're scared, just sell half. Wait, Joel, you're sharing the wrong screen. On huh? what? Hey, if you're scared of your your Baba, just sell half. Oh, it's like one percent of my portfolio. It's not even like it. It's it's just pissing me off. Is more than anything because. I was like, I've you know, you've watched the stock cook off 80 points here now from the highs. Yeah. So, and I'm not even down in it. I bought this thing at 145 last year. So I'm still up substantially. And there's other people that, you know, are probably up substantially in it too. But I just watched a stock that I had more than doubled my money. I got to 319. And I was like, I love Alibaba. I've always loved Alibaba. And everything changed. You know, it all changed that day that he said those comments. And obviously I should have, you know, been more and, you know, the market didn't realize it either because it kept going up for a month after that, those original comments. But I mean, once they pull the ant financially, you're like, okay, well maybe they're going to get it back. And now you realize, no, they've got it out for Jack Ma. And this is like the slap in the face. So that's where I'm not buying the dip today. I mean, there's a lot of people who are coming to buying the dip and you know what, maybe they make money again, but this is a scary dip to buy. Uh, is far, um, you know, that, you know, I put that 650 as a clear line in the sand. I did that before, uh, the ad and that's been a good swing level. Uh, but now, now you get more confluence here, uh, because you basically had an 80 point drop off that, that crazy close at 695. So you add 40 to the 14, and you come up with 655. So I still, I mean, 
You're that, still below. Even yeah, the 50% it's still below. But yeah, it's I, resilient. Yeah, for it, sure. It, yesterday in the morning, it looked like okay, they're actually are going to start hammering this thing, and it came back again. I mean, or maybe it was two days ago, and they because of back. the apple, because the apple car. Yeah, they hit it with the apple. And I would have thought that's bad news too. But again, they shrug off all bad news. It's just loved so much. I mean, that's so anyway, it's hard to be a bear on Tesla because there's no technical reason. You can say, okay, you're look, you could say a little head and shoulders pattern forming there. And I think you're right. I think do you want 650? You've 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 got the technicals nailed on this. This is why Joel is our technical analyst. 650 is your number. And as long as it's below 650, you can't buy. But you start seeing this thing go 652, 653, 655, and it starts breaking out through that 650 number. The thing could challenge the 695 again by the end of the year. It could. So we don't know yet. Let's see. It's still guilty until proven innocent here right now. I want to be bearish Tesla. I want to be bearish Tesla. It fundamentally makes no sense. I want to be. But the technicals are not allowing me to do it. The trading action is not allowing me to do it. And that's why your fundamental thesis has to be combined with the technicals. And you put it all together to get the big pictures, get your ducks in a row. And when everything is good, that's when you strike. When the pitch is up the middle, that's when I try to hit the ball. So here I would say above 650, I start thinking, man, this thing could make another run again. So the trading action is telling me that the stock still wants to go potentially higher do I buy it at 643 trying to pick up the extra eight? Maybe you wait until you see it above 652, 653, holding up there, closing up there. Okay, now it's ready to go. So I love your number, Joel. Don't they have some delivery numbers coming out in January too? Doesn't well, that add another catalyst for it, you know, that it moves off delivery yeah. numbers? I, I, I thought I read that or tweeted or someone tweeted that. I don't know. Tesla has delivery numbers every month. So Okay, so January. Okay. Okay, let's do some stocks here. Uh, let's look at first solar. Solar has been on a tear. Tan has been ripping. First solar is just is arguably right. space. It came off a bit yesterday. So you had some of the high flyers, solar, you had Fubo, you had a lot of, you know, this Momo trade come off a little bit yesterday. I know it kept going in a few stocks, but you know, solar solar had a little bit of a rough day yesterday. It's been just running and running and running. And first solar is probably not even the poster child because there's so many other stocks that are up way more than first solar. So like the sun power, which I'm long, that has just been on an incredible run. This little one, MAXN, I actually sold it yesterday finally. Maxion Solar was a spinoff from Sun Power. Um, it's been on an incredible run too. It's went from 17 to like 37. It's just getting stupid, up 100% a month. So there is a lot of solar stocks that have just been running and running and running. ENPH, TAN, like the, the ETF. I mean, it's time to cool off a little bit, but is the trade over? I don't think so. I don't think it's over yet, but I think it's time to cool off a bit. Uh, I'll give you one number for solar here. And I believe that's 105.18. And the reason is, is that uh, that was your all-time closing high. Uh, and how many times do you see this in a stock? It makes an all-time closing high. It did it by, uh, no, no, it's not all-time. I take that back. A multi-year high, because I know this thing was a lot higher. You make the high of the move on Tuesday, 106.04. You get that high close at 105.16. They ramp it up to 109.09, but they come down and they can't hold that 105.16. They close a little bit lower on the day. So that's been the high of the rebound. I think that's what people are going to be an eye in. That's my my number for the day and, and, and the last couple of days, you want to close above that for a continuation of this uh, fantastic move off 85. 
Sheet, sheet pyro. Can we go to sheet pyro? Because he just tipped us ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks for a oh stick. Oh my gosh, ticker. we can you have lunch ten today. Bucks to get your t- stock talked about. I was about to go there with uh, Sunworks. S U N W. This is a. Uh, he says we gave this one to him. We've oh, talked about solar. No, I think he's thanking us, and he wants our our, our opinion wow. on Sunworks. About it. What What are your thoughts? S U N W. This is a low float play. Just so you know, it's got only uh, 20, how low float twenty million shares. So. Be mindful of that. Yeah, I know because what happens is these things get hot and they just start running, and you, so it, be mindful. There's high risk in this. Actually, though, I'll just say the chart looks good. It actually looks sleepy and it looks pretty good. I have no position in this, but this looks like it could go. So I'm not saying it's gonna go. I'm just saying I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it kind of wants to go. So my thoughts are I have no position in it, um, but I think the chart looks pretty good. Know nothing about the company. I know nothing about Sunworks. Too small. I don't follow the company. But yeah, just I, pure I technicals. It looks pretty good. Joel's Joel's not talking about it. Moving on. Uh, what about the trade desk? The Frederick Marullo said. How do you know I wasn't talking about it? Well, you didn't say anything. So I was like, <laughs> I did the technicals for you. I was like, it looks pretty good. I know nothing about the company. Nothing about anything about okay, it. Okay, next. All right, the trade desk. Oh gosh. Frederick says uh, uh, he is he, uh, he's long, and he wants. Oh. Uh, an idea about sure. not a good looking candle yesterday, right? This Dennis? was every, this was the Momo the the lead the Momo wow. trade coming off a bit yesterday, and they hammered it. So it needs it needs to cool off too. I mean, this is a Fubo. This is you know the stocks have been running like the stock went from six hundred to almost a thousand in a month. I mean, it's time to cool off a bit. Is the story over? Probably not. But is it time for it to cool off? I think you know you can see this thing in the mid eights. But, you know, who, who knows? Shoot. I mean, it's before it gets hot again. I mean, you want to see some something stable. I don't want to buy on the first red candle. No, 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 no. Ah, uh, you know, this one, you know, we look at different time frames, different charts. I mean, someone or someones wanted to sell this stock yesterday and they just stepped down and they, they were just like they had so much to sell or other people got ahead of it that basically any bid out there was getting whacked. And because you did not on your hourly chart, you just went straight down lower high the next hour, lower high the next hour, low, right away into the close. I would say, you know, just based on this hourly here, and I don't do this a lot. I'll just be keeping an eye kind of where it's trading right now. 932, because that is that where it's trading. No, it's trading below that. If you're looking for a pop in this one, uh, it's got a clear 932 because I don't know if they cleaned this guy or this gal or the group of people up, but that was just a, a step-down seller yesterday. Yeah, I'll sell this down to 900. I got a 150,000 shares. My target was 900. Just get me out. And that's what you got. That's what you got. A step down seller right. there. Jason Raznick will be joining us here in a moment. Before he does, I want to remind you all to hit that like button takes three seconds it's easy and that can be you know what that can be your christmas present to us is hit that like button uh jason like i said we'll be on in a moment yeah, Let's you want to talk about the time container story right <laughs> uh this is you know everybody organizing their homes and kramer pitched this play what uh two days ago this is the kramer pump You've seen the Kramer pump come in here and you've got the Kramer love, but now it's breaking out. So I don't know. Does Kramer come on and give it more love again? Kramer has been in, in this, you know, I'll pump things for a week or two, you know, or for even longer than that. 
And, you know, it, and obviously as long as he's bullish a stock and he's talking about it on CNBC, the stock can continue higher. I think he's off this week though, but this is moved because of Jim Cramer, at least uh, the last, the last two day move. I like this Cramer. one. Well, just I, looking at it just technically here, you know, who knows if 1384 is going to be the high of the move, but just technically you had that 1204 close on Tuesday. It's hard with the uh, end of the week here. And then 1217 high, you had the flat open, boom, you held that right away, 1210, and you sprinted to 1384. So it's trying, instead of trying to say uh, 1384 is the top or sell it, you know, ahead of that level, just keep an eye on 12 bucks. It was defended pretty well yesterday. So I'll look at that um, as support. All right. Um, Jason is. That's a fake tip in there, right? Is that a thousand dollar tip? It's not a it's real thousand. Bad. It's fake. No. Is that a real thousand? Did somebody just no, tip no, us? No, it's not. NOK. Is that a real tip? Well, let me check our. We group. don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Who just did that? That's, that's okay. that, Jen, Jen just tipped us. It looks like a thousand bucks. Is that right? Can you can you verify that? Yeah, I was I was saying let me check our Google account after we're done here, but that looks like this may oh, be that, the last show we did. Jen, that could be the end of it. We Thank get a thousand dollar tip, it's time to pack we, it in. We, if it's Nokia she wants to talk about, then we better I'll talk, talk about Nokia. that for two weeks. We'll, we'll talk about it for two hours. thousand <laughs> dollar tip. <laughs> Jason is also here. We yeah. gotta do we gotta do the stock before yeah. Jason got oh, yeah. we just got a thousand dollar tip. It's in red. Oh maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's in red. It's Norwegian Kronos. I think somebody's somebody's messing with us. Yeah, I I think so. I think it's not so. dollars. So what's a what's a krona worth? Oh man, oh, I don't know what catch. a krona's good worth. Catch. Maybe it's worth more. Nothing. Oh, uh, what is? Oh, the... somebody said it's about a hundred bucks. Well, that's pretty good too. I'll talk. Well, how do you convert it? Bucks. We only want Bitcoin. We want Bitcoin tips. <laughs> you know what? Nokia's sitting here. Do the quick technicals, Nokia. It's <laughs> that was a good one. We got some station. tricky people in there. It's consolidation uh, station. Oh, it's it. a potential 5G play, but it's been in the gutter for a long time. I, I, I have trouble getting on the Nokia bandwagon here. I've tried to be on the Nokia bandwagon before and lost money. So I, I sorry, but I just don't love this. Wait, I just want to clarify. I, they didn't want to talk Nokia. It, it comes out to $116. Is, is, is... Oh, they were just giving us a tip. <laughs> Norwegian Kroner, right. And okay. It's what it's getting paid in. Gotcha. I talked Nokia anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And okay, Nokia. That's where we, we do this too. We right. need Raz to bring us in here. We need Raz. We were to all bring excited. Us in. We thought we got a thousand. We thought we got, yeah. got one hundred sixteen dollars. Jason, good morning. Bring, you want me to bring you in? I don't think so, Joel. I'm the opposite of the bring in. Um, <laughs> but but were you guys just talking about the container store? Yeah. Yeah, I bought that like during the COVID play for organizing the home. And there's a show on Netflix that yep. does a whole thing with container store. So I bought it in size a way back when, but sadly to my dismay, I sold most of that size. <laughs> I kept 15% of the position. So isn't it funny how you keep that little bit and that's what you end up making the most money on? I can okay. tell you that Dennis is with his FUBO. Oh yeah. And and when you're doing it, you know it's the you're like and 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 you still do it. I mean, that's just investing for you. Yep. Investing 101. Investing 101. Okay. I'm just, I want to mention Tupperware too, because there's someone yep. in the afternoon chat that's been on Tupperware since like nine bucks. So if you're looking Holy. for home goods, yeah, look at, 
35. Uh, wow. Yeah. Look at that monthly resistance, though, folks. Uh, 39 bucks. If it gets there, that's a huge level. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Jason. Go ahead. No, no, what, it's okay. What do you got but, for us? but I do. That guy who gave $116, insane. We love you back. You guys are the best. And we'll get to why you guys are the best shortly. But I gave a stock last week. And I told you guys I added an extra zero. So I meant to buy $1,700 worth. And it was at $17 when I bought it. I just went to buy $1,700 just to put it in my watch list, basically. And I added an extra zero. So I told you I was like praying the market didn't open down that day. So I added an extra zero so you can figure out the numbers. And I always, I just bought it just to put it in my watch list because some guy is telling me that it's going to 40 or 50 and I don't know. Some guy on the internet who's actually good. His name is Jack um, something. People, people correct me. He was on our show. And um, anyway, so I bought it at $17.13. I told you guys on Friday, and it was like flat when I bought it. What it's stock? It's up 36% since that day. What stock is this? CLSK. Oh, okay. Clear oh, something? Clear? Clean Spark. Clean Spark. Clean Spark. Clear Spark. I don't even know the dang name. <laughs> <laughs> that's been moving. <laughs> that's investing. Yeah, you're right, Joel. Um, so, yeah. It is I, this I, market. I, I, you're right, Dennis. I bought, <laughs> it, I bought it last week, Friday. It's up 36.56%. Wow. I mean, this is like... Just like a huge, I haven't had wins like this. I mean, that's like reminds me of Express Spa. And I had, what are you doing I, with it, Raz? There's a potential double top there at 26. What are you I, doing? I, I told you I bought an X, like I told you I bought more than I wanted. So I sold 400 shares and I'm, I've kept 800. Good. So that's what I'm doing. I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not, as of now, I'm not going to look at it until after the new year. I'm doing a lot of that stuff where I'm not looking at stuff until after the new year, unless I have losses. Um, so I have a little bit of loss. So you got one or two stocks to look at. What do you mean? You're looking at stocks with losses. So there's like one or two oh, stocks. Yeah. I mean, it's been a hell of a year. Well, I, I, I have some GAN call options for 35 strikes that are down 95%. So I may sell that one today. That's one I may sell. Um, which I will, that sell. might be a cabinet bid. What, what is the, uh, but, 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 but let's talk GAN for a second. Cause I see you guys all yeah. talk about it. So GAN started moving this week. Yeah. Um, GAN again is a thing behind the thing play, and it's been stuck at fifteen sixteen. We're now at a nineteen twenty six. I'm up technically nine point three three percent on it. So nine point three three percent. So GAN is in the green except for my call option. But uh, GAN, um, I'm still a believer in GAN, guys. I am. I I mean, as online gambling, you know, per, um, goes everywhere, people are going to use GAN. It's like the online brokerage market made Benzinga grow in a big way because we can sell our data and content to more providers. GAN is the same business. It's the same business. They're going to have, there's going to be more customers out there for them. So even if they're just there in on the field, as long as they're there in the game, they're going to get more customers. It's not that hard of a pick for me. It's like my Upwork play. I don't know. So I, I, um, I, I, I own it. Um, yes, Pablo, why do you say am I still on? You're a regular Pablo. I'm going to be in RKT for a while. Okay. Um, the one that people, I don't know if you guys are still trading. M, we put this one up on the board, uh, Joel. Sure. M, M M E D F. It's a small cap, but you guys keep asking me about it. I don't really trade small caps like this, guys. So I don't really have like a opinion on on MindMed. It's a it's one of those psychedelic cannabis plays, Joel. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like trade these ones. Um, but if you believe psychedelics will grow in the future, then it could go. But like, I I own such a small portion of it. Like I own less than a, I just own such a small thing. It doesn't matter. I just, these are just, these are to me, 
sentiment stocks. Dennis likes to talk about that some stocks don't trade on valuation. And I agree, like, and this one would be just sentiment. If people think psychedelics, it's you just put it on your watch list. But, you know, four months ago, the stock was at 50 cents and now it's at that price. So I just, I get scared at that kind of stuff, to be honest. So I don't really, you know, um, but into the new year, Joel, some of the stocks that I do still like are IMMR, IMMR. God, it's so crazy. Immersion? Yeah, immer like, but it's so crazy, Joel, uh, Dennis, how some stocks people just don't stop about. So MMEDF, they don't stop about. NNDM, they don't stop about. Um, but we'll go to that. Okay, IMMR. This is the one that Chris Kaji gave me. Gaming is exploding, Dennis, exploding. No less than three text messages to me asking me where I get a Nintendo Xbox, the new one. Where do I get the PlayStation or whatever it's called? Asking me, like, I think I have some secret source, you know? So I, I, I just write back. Um, you should check out, I wrote back to two people, it was my wife's friend, so I was being a little sarcastic. I wrote back, check out Amazon.com, Toys R Us, and Walmart. Those are three places where you can usually buy, and they're like, they're all sold out, they're all sold out. I'm like, yeah, I know, I was kidding. <laughs> I did say StockX, Spencer, I knew you were about to say that, so I did say StockX. But that's that's not a bad idea. What were you, okay. So, so what's this IMMR story then? Oh, Immersion. so... Yeah, thanks, Dennis. See, I'll bring it back. Yeah, bring. I was just gonna say, you asked me to bring it back. All right, IMMR is the remote controls, Dennis. It's the haptic technology. So when you're using the remote controls, the vibration gestures you can do on the remote control, IMMR owns the patent and sells it to these other players. Okay. So if gaming grows, IMMR grows. So this is not a pick where I'm as strong as a believer as I say was on Upwork because I don't have the royalty rate. I don't know what they get per console sold. Um, Chris Kaju is going to get that for me, but I own it, Dennis. And I own, um, I own a um, low to mid size position, but I'm not looking to sell it. I'm up 8%. I it's at $8, 884. I think, you know, cause it's gonna be at 12, 13. Sure. Um, so that is I'm our play. I just, I like to buy derivatives of the, of the big trend. This is one of them. Dennis is what I the think thing behind you know? the thing, the thing behind the thing. And this is one of them. And sometimes it's hard to find them. I mean, Activision sells gaming software. You know, what is Activision doing these days? Do you own that, Dennis? ATVI? I did. I sold and I shouldn't. I, I've, I, ran, I had a nice run in it because Michael Pachter was on our show like a year and a half ago. And it was trading at 50. And he said it's a double. And I was like, that Michael Pachter is smarter than me in gaming. So I just bought it just because he thought it was a double. I bought it at 50. I didn't wait for the double, though. I sold it at 81 about a month and a half ago, and I wish I wouldn't have because it's now $90. So, wow, Dennis. Um, you got to hold. You got to hold. Dennis, I had no idea it was at $90. So I owned Activision way back when it was like $24, $18, $26. kept it. I never bought it. But I remember that show when Michael Pachter came on, and Joel was like going was like enamored with it. He was at Kaufman Activision. Joel – that was like, honestly, around, you say a year and a half ago, I think it was like a year and like maybe two months, a month or whatever. It was around, maybe it was a year. It was around the end of the year. And Michael Pachter was talking about Activision. He was, and you loved He's it. He's good. Yep. Right? He's Remember that? Right, you guys right. loved it. I bought it then. So I did buy it again, but I didn't keep it. That's That one hurts me because I interviewed Bobby Kotek a long time ago. Um, all right. The, the, in the chat. Can you get like, him on the show? Probably he's a Michigan guy, Joe. I know, I know. I actually, he's. I, if you if you reach out to him, I got a um, I got a kind of a connection to him. So let me know. Be okay. Before we leave the else. Michael Pactor, before we leave the conversation, Michael Pactor was on our show two days ago. Oh really? And he said, "I love Zynga with a capital L," and I'm like, you know what? 
I went out and I bought Zynga that day because I'm like, if Michael Pactor likes it, he doesn't give me, he doesn't lead me astray too often. Right. Um, I, there's a story of the gaming stocks. He said, I love this stock with a capital L. He thought it'd go to 15 or $16. I was like, that's good enough for me. I don't know anything really on the fundamentals of Zynga other than they're an online gaming, well, um, mobile. The mobile gaming. Mobile. But I was like, Michael Pactor is the industry expert here. He says he loves it with a capital L. I'll buy it. So I, I bought it two days ago, Zynga, just because of Michael Pactor. I think I'm going to put an order in for that one right now, too. Um, I mean, ZNGA. And you you had this one before. We've talked yep. about Zynga. I've kind it. of always, I've been in and out of it a couple times. But I got, I wasn't in it now and I got back into it. So yeah, I'm I paying up like- a bit because it's run. Like you're, we're paying up a little bit right now. But I'm trying to stick in the long-term portfolio, look at it in six months, and hopefully Zynga's higher. Yeah. What, what level is your mom on in Candy Crush? Oh, she's right at the top with Michael Pactor. She's she waits for Wednesday when the game. The, there's new levels that come out on Wednesday, and she beats. She plays it all night until she beats those levels, and then she's done. She always beats. There's like ten new levels that come out every Wednesday. She waits for it. They come out. She'll play it like right into the night to obviously, um, you know, get there, and then yeah. So I don't know. She, my mom's a gamer. Okay, I know it's nine o'clock. Can we do like a fire round with me? Because I have a few picks. And I want- yeah, let's do it. And they're going, okay, we're going to go quick on these ones. All right. They're going crazy in the chat. We have to talk about it. NNDM, Nancy, Nancy, David, Mary. That's uh, that's Kathy Wood. No, Kathy Wood has still not come out with me. It's a sad story. If you want to tweet to her and say what happened to Raznick and uh, your show, feel, uh, you know, feel free to do that. Okay, NNDM. People love it, uh, Dennis, because Kathy Wood is long at... It's, um, I can't even describe it right now. It's too early. We're going to go fast. I own such a small amount. I don't just buy stocks exactly what Kathy Wood buys. I think people are looking for the next Tesla from Kathy Wood. I mean, this stock could do well. She owns it. I, um, I bought a little bit of it, and that's my whole story on that. Nancy, okay? Nancy, David, Mary. Yeah, yep. you got it up. You did it right. You're okay. The man. Okay. You're the man. Okay. Folks, if for you guys that just joined us, we're on the line with Jason Rasnick. He's the founder and CEO of Benzinga. Joining us here on Thursday uh, because he's just making me, Dennis, and Spencer work tomorrow. He's not working tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's that, that, always the mean old boss I am. Um, all right. So into the new year, you don't have to put up all these other things. I'm, I'm going to still hold on to Curly, C-U-R-L-F. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I have a little bit of Dash, you know, um, uh, DoorDash. I may sell it before the end of the year. I think my, it's, I don't know. It was a bad buy probably. Uh, DraftKings I'm hanging on to. Um, the ESTC Elastic, that's up 13%. I'm definitely hanging on to Elastic. I love Elastic ESTC. If you don't own it, I think it's a good, a good one to ho- own. Um, I own a weird one, FGFPP. It's a dividend play. Um, is that the one that's a huge dividend? Yeah, it's an eight percent dividend, and um, I like some dividend plays because I don't the market like Dennis said it a couple days ago, guys. Like or so I think FTP FTP. Nah, it's a lot more letters than that. <laughs> F, F, F F is in Frederick. G is in F. Sorry, Jesus. F is in Frederick. G is in Go. F is in Frederick. P is in Peter. P is in Peter. That's a lot of letters. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of letters. Oh, it's preferred um, stock. Yeah, it's yeah. A, okay. All right. Yeah. And, and they, they want levels from uh, on QS. We'll get to that in a second, guys. Sorry. <sighs> we can't get to that yet. So I own that for a dividend. It's fine. I own five below. I'm going to hang on to that. GAN, I for sure am holding. I'm just doing a roundup for the end of the year right now. Yeah, sure. GBTC. We are up 85%. Zinger Nation. 
pre-market prep. We are up 85%. Oh, go, 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 Bitcoin. We go, love go, Bitcoin. Go, go, go. Dennis, we should make up an end of the year song to Bitcoin. You know, like, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Bitcoin, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Go Bitcoin. Go Bitcoin. Go, go Bitcoin. That's what we should do, Dennis. Okay? I love Bitcoin. I love Spencer, it. can you do that? You're I, very think Spencer I think it's a story of Spencer writes songs. Spencer's a songwriter. Joel, Joel, you are 100% right. Spencer's innate quality that he he's shies away from is a songwriter. He wrote a song for the FinTech Awards, guys. That was so unbelievable. He still thinks it was his, that it wasn't, but it was. Guys, I hired two singers in the last minute. The guy singer, the rapper, didn't remember any of Spencer's words. It's ruined it, but the girl's... Uh, um singer this is what it was you know the you know the song joel about like uh um jay-z new york you know you, you can make it happen in new york empire like, state of mind yes so so spencer said at fintech the benzinga fintech awards you can make it do this again please please stop chris camillo if he doesn't do this Lines are coming i can't i can't i can't live through this again we can't sing the song dennis dennis honestly I, I'm I like judge songs. I think Spencer wrote like the best song I've ever heard. And whenever I talk about it, he gets so upset about it. Honestly, he won't want to hear it because if we take the Bitcoin song to Mickey, you're so fine. I guarantee you, Spencer could write a song, have your names in the song, have Chris Camillo's name. It's like the whole thing of this year. And by next week, the song would be amazing. And we hire some guy from Upwork. Again, I said Upwork. You guys heard me? Yes. Okay. And they would sing the song and it would go viral. But Spencer will refuse to do it. But I don't know. Well, maybe we'll right, do Raz, before, before we wrap things up, I, did, uh, I just want to, we talked a lot about Baba here. And did you yeah, see why? that? Because uh, uh, China's cracking down on them. It's oh, down really? 26 bucks at 230. Dennis is all, all up in the air. Yeah. I don't know if you own it, but a lot my of regulation. What do you think does. about it? My dad owns it. In, my dad owns it. My dad owns too much of it. And the China is cracking down on them. I don't love that. China, when they start cracking down, it usually um, it usually continues on. I don't know if you guys have a guest for Tuesday. We have the guy. Um, um, uh, I forget his last his name, but he has the China fund. He's in China. He's from here. Uh, Joel, he's cousin. We had him on a long time ago. Yes. Maybe you should and, have uh, he doesn't he have the same last name as is it a I, did, I, I, I didn't want to say it because I thought Dennis was going to call me out, so I just didn't say the name. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure, it's his nephew. It wasn't Ivan Boski. No, his, that's his grandfather. Yeah, wow, that was a long time ago. Yes, it was. He was in our office. Yes, it was. All right, so, um, okay, what before we go, two things I just want it from the bottom of my heart. Merry Christmas to all you guys, and I know everyone says this, but last week you guys really. Like, I would do anything for you guys. You you reached out to Weeble or what have you, and um, it just it just showed how powerful like the community is and how we all try to find stock ideas. We're not going to always have them right. Oh, by the way, one stock that I missed saying I bought a week and a half ago is RFL. It's the bio. It's the oncology play Joel that we talked about. RFL. I just want to say that one. Yeah. Because I, I want to say that one, Dennis, because that's one of my recent buys. Like that CLSK and that RFL, I'm not selling RFL. I don't totally understand the play. I mean, I, I do. It's this oncology, and they have the, they're the one company that does a certain thing in the oncology um, market. But the reason I bought it because a really smart person um, gave me this pick. You know, he, does, he doesn't work at the company. He's just someone that I think is smart. And so. Um, does his homework. 
yeah, does his homework. And so we don't always have time to put our own homework in. So we trust like Dennis will trust me if I have a pick that I, you know, really, really believe in. Um, it's that same kind of thing. Um, so that's why. Um, Any comments on Tesla? Any comments on Tesla? I'm owning, to, I own Tesla. I have my January calls that I have not sold the 540 strikes. Um, I, oh, my lithium calls, I, le- I let them execute. I own the stock now. Oh, nice. I, I let, so I own a lot more lithium. But This um, stock has just been a monster, Jason. Lithium or LTHM. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. You guys, I, we don't talk about that enough. Dennis, think about that story on lithium. We started by, or I started buying $10 down to $4. My average cost, Dennis, was like five twenty two. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that stock. Now my average cost is ten dollars and nine cents because I executed four hundred fifty shares yeah. for the the call options. But yeah. it's just been a monster. And that's what the show does. The pre market prep show. You guys, I mean, often will find fundamental plays that are monsters before. And then the question is, do you have the wherewithal to hang on to it? Like Dunkin' Donuts, we bought. We bought Slack. Like it's just a question of do you have, oh you know another monster, Dennis? You definitely know this one. A monster. Ready? It's a Matt Kolb special, INSG. Oh, I know. It's been on. I still own it. I still own INSG. Me, me, me too. I got back in. I sold it. I got back in like 10 bucks because I thought it was sleepy and getting ready to go again. It's a five. It's a small 5G play. Yep. So, and Kramer has been pumping it too. I mean, it helps. A lot of this move has been Jim Kramer. I know like last week, the CEO was back on, on Mad Money and the stock had a huge pop from that. So, I mean, Jim Cramer gets behind something and it can move. So it yeah, doesn't hurt not... that Jim Cramer likes the company. Um, and then someone wrote in the in the chat, zippity doo dot L-I-T-E-T-F is a coward's quit way of owning it. Yeah, I used to own L-I-T. But yeah, and so INSG, you bought it back at 10. I bought it back at um, 12. I own the, I love these. I own the L-I-T ETF guys like two and a half years ago. But then I just didn't have the, I didn't want to hang on to it as much, um, as long, you know. Um, you know what else is doing well, Dennis? Uh, Josh Rasnick special, Nike. That stock's been a monster. Had a good earnings report. It's kind of filling the earnings gap here. It's been, you know, unbelievable performance. Now, one more stock, years, so. that, Dennis, I don't think you love because valuation, but you said valuation doesn't matter. Yeah. It has to do with, you know, Joel. I want Remember, I want to take this thing away from him for three weeks. A Peloton. P-T-O-N. It, I, I said on the show this week, I don't know if you're listening, but it's like I could see the stock going to 200 just because the story is still intact. Everybody thinks, okay, um, you know, and you're coming into January. I mean, okay, so there could be some profit taking, but there's also going to be people that are going to be like, okay, you know, I feasted too much here. I want to get a Peloton and get into shape because it's cold outside. We're not going to the gyms right now. I mean, you could see a seasonal bump in Peloton again. I could see. You know, and ignoring all fundamentals, just as a trade, I could see the stock and making a run for 200. Sure. No position. This is, I'm going to do my, real quick, I'm going to do my biggest to smallest. My biggest position is Tesla, then Google, Apple, Amazon, PayPal, Sun Communities, TAS, T-A-S-T, Carroll Restaurant Group, GAN, then Peloton, then Lithium. Those are my top 10 biggest plays. I own about three quarters of those. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Peloton one. Not the yeah. Tesla one either. Can we do a, a Zing ETF? I honestly, Joel, if we did a Zing ETF, That'd people cool. would print money. It's the vendors that we buy stuff from, Joel. So right now, you did talk about you've talked about that a lot. Oh, SDC. Hey, I'm gonna make, try to bring the SDC CEO on. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see or not CEO the one of the co-founders. I'm gonna see him tomorrow. The SDC which one? Co-founder. One of the co-founders. Which which, which one though? 
Do you know them? Uh, it, is he is he one of the younger ones? Yes. Is it? Uh, what's I don't want to say. I don't. I'll say. I don't want to say the name yet because he doesn't know Marie. He doesn't know that I'm saying that he's coming on. Is he? Is he around one of my kids' age? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in Florida right now. He's in Florida, and I'm gonna go. He know. He knows Dana. Oh, he does. The other yeah. one. Yep. I'll say, they I'll went say. Uh, all the way back to West Maple. How's the weather in Florida? It's been great so far, but not to complain, but I guess Friday and Saturday, it's supposed to get to like 60 degrees. So kind of cold, but if you're. Oh, boo, boo, hoo, boo, hoo. Yeah. Spencer, the invitation's open. I got, I got a cock. Come, come, come over. Merry Christmas. Will the, will the Apple car have windows? <laughs> Did you come up with that Spencer, by the way? Well, me and many other people, it, it's a, it was low hanging fruit. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious though. You think a really funny line. You're the first person to notice or come or actually draw that yesterday, but you're the first person to say anything actually on this show about, about them. So I, I love that one. Dennis, do you get it? I'm, I'm not sure he gets it. Maybe. <laughs> I think that one flew past me. Did you get it now? <laughs> say it again. Will the, Will Apple, the car- Apple car have windows? Microsoft windows, you know, it's oh. a competitor. <laughs> All right. You had to spell it out for me. So that was a good one. Hey, how was, was the like, airport? I that. And did I, you I st- think, I'm glad I had to start off you because I'm the one who gets the jokes late. You got the joke really oh, late. Way late. <laughs> way late. Way late. Did you yeah. drive down or did you fly? I flew down. I flew. I got my arms. How was the airport? He's had COVID. He's already got the natural antibodies, uh, Mr. Raz. Oh, that's true. All right. Raz, so is, air- Raz is good to go. He got this thing back when nobody had it. So he's good to go now. Yeah. So the at airport- least he thinks he's good. To, at least we hope he's good to go. Hey, I would love to move to Puerto Rico. If we can make that happen, guys, go to Puerto Rico. But yeah, the airport was, it was fine. I mean, it was, the plane wasn't that crowded. Um, it wasn't. Um, the airport was fine. I, I mean, Joel, have, have like what Dennis just said, already having COVID changes the mentality a little bit. I mean, I'm still like, I wear a mask. I go around, wear a mask, all that. But, um, you know, um, having COVID sort of changes it because you feel a little more like it's very rare that you could get it. Um, you, so that's Lisa got of, the first dose of the vaccine um, on Tuesday. Yeah. So she'll be good to go. So I, I need to get it. Then I'm getting the hell out of here. Are you? Do you We're all going to Disney you, World when we all get the vaccine. I was going go to go on a cruise. I mean that. Cruise. Should we do a Benzinga pre-market prep cruise, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. We'll, got, we'll, we'll broadcast live from the cruise. We're all trade on the cruise. If you guys, I think that's if, a good idea. If you guys want to cruise, press one. If you don't want to cruise, press two. Um, <laughs> I'm pressing one right now. And then, yes. um, one, and then, um, one. yep. And then, and then, uh, was like, yeah, press one if you want to cruise. And then, um, subscribe to the channel. And then, while you're at it, tell Rob Robin Hood they should add Benzinga news. That's really a good one. If you do that, that, that we could help because we want to get Dennis's cute little face on Robin Hood's front page. That's my goal. <laughs> okay, look at all the ones, guys. We should really do we're a going, cruise. We're gonna get. We're we'll rent a cruise. Show. It's like you, you know what? There's probably a deal on these right now too, Raz. It's like the movie theaters. Yeah. You can rent the whole movie theater for ninety nine bucks. Maybe we could rent the whole boat for like ten percent of the cost, I'm and we'll just kidding. you know have the whole boat. It'd be awesome. I'm gonna ask Nicole. We could get between all of the shows and all the people we have. We could probably fill it up with like 400 traders, 600 traders. Do like have a, a three cruise, day a tra- or four day trade all week. Yeah, do well. We can do it all week, or we can do like a four day, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, one of those. I'll give discounted swim lessons. <laughs> Joel's not going on the cruise. Joel, Joel, Joel will, I know, I'll go. If Raz Joel puts go, me on the cruise, it has to have a big pool, though. I hate those little they pools on cruises. All kinds of pools. 
Billy, Billy, whoever said that, we want to see more Benzinga on Robin. So send him a message. It'll help for the cruise because Benzinga will chip in some dollars for the cruise. If we get on more Robin Hood, that'll help for the cruise. Honestly, I'm serious for the cruise. When this COVID thing's over, I'm actually going to have Nicole start calling around for cruises. I'm serious. Let's if not cruising. a cruise, if not a cruise, the other thing that I would recommend, guys, is the JW Marriott Turnberry. They have great like space. We can go. There's a good pool. There's a lot of good areas, tennis courts, all that stuff. So, um, wait, why is um, Spencer saying first trade? Let first trade know. I don't know what Spencer's talking about, but I'll go with it. Tell first trade they should use Benzinga News. I think that's what he's saying. Um, but um, you guys are awesome. Merry Christmas. And um, I don't know on that that G- SV or GV. They they wanted you guys to do levels on one stock in the chat. Which one? I don't even know the symbol anymore. It was two letters. It's like, it's something, um, GV, SV. Was it GHIV? That, 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 that was no, probably. that's a good guess though. By the way, GHIV, isn't that the, the UWM uh, SPAC? Exactly right. Yes. Yep. So that one's going to go public in January. So yes. are you buying any Spencer? No, I just know it's going public with, with, uh, United, uh, wholesale mortgage in, in January. I, yeah. I'm not. I, I I bought two specs and I bought the spec ETF the SBC. Was it QS? Was it, it was QS. How do you know that, Joel? That they put it in the chat again. QS has been a monster. Uh, I I just you just got to look at these two lows here. If you you know unless you want to ride out, I just got a hold of hundred hundred yeah, bucks. It's got a hold here, right here. I mean, it's clear a line in the sand. So why do people love the stock so much? What's the fundamental story on it? It's the one that Bill Gates uh, is the backer of. It's it, it's the uh, the battery. It's the batteries for electric cars. So. Yep. So it's got a good story, and it's got Jim Cramer behind it too. Cramer's patted on there multiple times. Is talking quantum scape, and it's one of his favorite. He's now said it's overdone though, and it needs a pullback. But he said it um, the other day too. Cramer's behind this too. So Cramer's been really moving this back. Oh, one more. Someone uh, tweeted us about Amazon, and. Uh, Dennis, you want to give your quick thoughts on it? I still own it long term. Short term, it's been going nowhere. It's in the middle of a trading range. Um, So I don't know where this thing's going short term. I just think long term, Amazon's going higher. That's why I stay with it. Hmm. What about, I own Amazon long term too. Um, Okay, Raymond Trinkle, I saw your question. I'll tell you, I kind of like it. Wait, what, what was the question? Tell the rest of us. You wanted to know if I like GHIV. GHIV. Yeah, that's the course holding. That's the one that's merging with. Uh, Holy, there's bids in the pre-market too. Yep. Twelve eighty-two, seventy-five thousand shares is sitting there perched. I mean, this. Yeah, it's. What are you talking about? What's twelve eighty-two? I'm looking at the book, so I got the book open where I'm okay. seeing who's bidding, and there's somebody bidding for seventy-five thousand shares of twelve eighty-two. That's a huge bid. Wait, on or, GHIV or on Amazon? GHIV. It was at eleven dollars yesterday. It's twelve eight. It's twelve eighty-three right now. Bid twelve eighty-two, twelve eighty. Somebody is just you know wanting to buy this thing. So I don't know what that means. I don't have any position in the thing, but it's uh, it was impressive. What's yesterday. Symbol? I understand. It's a SPAC, GHIV. Isn't it not a SPAC? Yes. Is yes. this one that's merging with the competitor to, to Rocket, uh, UWM, the, the other large mortgage? When uh, did they announce that? This is a bit uh, a month ago. Um, yeah. yeah. Three months ago. I bought it at two months ago. I bought it at 1040. Um, 
The $10 SPAC play works again. We've been talking about this. You buy these SPACs before pre-merger, before the t- at the 10. They seem to make money. I'm kind of um, an expert in GHIV. So if you really <laughs> want to know. Kind of an expert. Well, yeah. in the company they're buying, he means. Not, not in. Yeah. What did you say? I mean, you're an expert in the company that they're buying, not the not. GHIV. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an expert in the SPAC. Yeah. I'm an expert in the, and I understand UWM's business really well. Um, I obviously understand Rocket's business really well, and if Rocket does well, GHIV will do well. GHIV does well, Rocket will do well. It's not a uh, one size. Um, you know, it, yeah. it, it's not that, but I also understand GHIV's business really well. Uh, the founder is from Michigan as well, um, but I don't know. I, I I could tell. I could say more on it. Um, I own a little bit, but. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll wait for another show for that. How about that? And then when the deal goes through next month, uh, we can talk more about that. But uh, Jason Raznick, of course, the founder and CEO of Benzinga. Jason, we appreciate you coming on. I know you're on vacation. Well, you're never on vacation, but you're you're. I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation when I get to talk to you guys. Like, because oh. what? No, because if I wasn't doing this right now, what I'd, I'd be laying at the pool, sitting there thinking, um, what are Dennis and Joel and Spencer talking about? So, like, why do I have to like wonder why you invited me on? I was so thankful for you to bring me on on Thursday before you guys go away for the day and Dennis, Merry, 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 Merry Christmas. And to everyone, you know, I hope Santa comes and visits and fills your stockings with a bunch of gold. No, a bunch of Bitcoin. And Spencer, we like Bitcoin by next week, Spencer, you're making the song Bitcoin. You're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Bitcoin. (laughs) Bitcoin. We love Bitcoin. All right, Spencer, we love you. Thank you. And uh, you guys are the best. And I'll look at those other stocks that you guys sent ARKO. I don't know what the heck that one does but i'll look it up all right thanks a lot res i feel like there's a pun to be made between stocks and stockings but i don't know what that pun is all right oh, there is um as a reminder all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes not for investing or trading advice thanks to jason Razin for joining us today on a thursday reminder again short week short day markets close at one o'clock eastern today so joel and i will be on at 12 40 for the final 20 minutes of the session and of course no show tomorrow uh, on Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you uh, in all of our chats. We, we love you. Uh, thank you for all the likes, all the comments, all the super chats. Uh, without you, the show would be just the three of us talking to ourselves, which is how it was for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone have a Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays. We'll, of course, be back with you uh, Monday morning. Uh, good luck in your trading. We'll see you at uh, 1240 Eastern Time. And uh, Feliz Navidad. There we go. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.